0: And welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. Today is our flagship show. You're here with me, Samrin, and with I need no name. Because of scheduling conflicts, and because that game was kind of a disaster, we did not do a post game between Bayern and Stuttgart. And so we'll start off talking about that game. So, in uh, what are some of your thoughts on Bayern's two 2 draw against Stuttgart? Well, we are just diving straight in, huh? So. <laughs> the thing
1: is um, Stuttgart, I, I, it's hard to have any thoughts about Stuttgart really because let's be honest, it did not matter. The game did not matter. And I think that was on full display with the effort levels of the team because um, Bayern Munich, ever since clinching the titles against Roversi Dortmund, we have not been putting any effort into our games. And that is why we lost our minds, That is why we drew against Stuttgart. It's just not that good. That being said, I think there are still, you know, issues with how Smith sets up the team, issues with the pressing, and issues with, like, just his philosophy in general. There's also the fact that Tongi Nyonzu, he might not be ready, you know, for a stint with the first team, and that might be why we are possibly, you know, looking for a new centre-back this summer again, even though... We already have this many center backs on the squad. And the final thing that I need to point out is that Thomas Muller scored. He could have had a hat trick. And I don't get all these people who are making sudden fantasy lineups of how Bayern will line up next season with Thomas Muller not in the starting 11. Because as far as I'm concerned, he's still one of the best players on the squad. And he should never be left out of a
0: starting 11. That's basically all I have to say at the moment (laughs) I'm gonna add to the Thomas Miller point so the thing is this has happened so many times before when Pep came in his like second season people were creating lineups with the Thomas Miller in it too and we're talking something like six years ago now so this is a consistent theme Thomas Miller remains one of the most underappreciated footballers not just At Bayern and by Bayern fans, but in the world, he's rarely he's only now actually sort of being mentioned among the best players and sort of receiving some appreciation from the international press. But think about how long he's been doing this. Like I watched his like Champions League debut against Sporting Lisbon under Jorgen Klinsmann, and he scored twice in that debut. So it's. He's been at it for a very long time. As for Bayern not putting in effort, I do think they actually did put in a fair amount of effort against Stuttgart, particularly because of all the noise around the club with the trip to Ibiza, receiving some criticism with Felix Magat, And for those of us who remember, Magat loves his mind games. He came out and he said that Bayern would not sort of put in any effort and he he made some digs at the club and we had to because it was... It's part of a club's integrity to play a fair game against a against an opponent who's involved in a relegation fight. But also um, our problems are there for all to be seen. And honestly, we haven't played well in a while. I don't think we were particularly good against Dortmund. We won. Yes. And I don't think we have been very good since we lost to VRL or even since like, yeah, since the first thing is VRL. We really haven't been great. It's been a while.
1: Yeah I genuinely I don't think we've been very good at all this season like we had those first I think three months were now ultimate honeymoon period and then everything started to you know go sideways a little and like I can count on my hand the number of genuinely good performances we have had since December really and most of them have been against lesser opposition like I can say that uh, herterblin genuinely good performance and RB Salzburg, generally good. And other than that, I can't really think of anything that stands out to me. And that is kind of a problem for Nagelsmann in terms of just how the season will be perceived for him. Because when you look back on the entire campaign, what do you look at as a, a huge achievement? You think about this, it is buying the 10th title in a row, but that is because we were more consistent than any of our opponents for pretty much 33 games and soon to be 34 but were we the absolute best on every single one of those days we weren't and we weren't in our other seasons either but were we playing to our capacity and that is something that's very difficult to answer I think nagelsman did have and I and I guess people keep bringing this up to me so I should keep mentioning it nagelsman did have a lot of things going against him this season. The Kimmich anti vax thing, all the way back last winter, that was problematic. It kept him out for a long time. Then Goretzka and Davies being out for a really long time. But even so, this season, I think it's going to be looked upon as a disappointment. And even the people who say, who make the logical arguments, I think they are trying to argue against themselves because you get the feeling. There's just a feeling. It's not based on any serious logical argument, because we won one trophy this season, we won one trophy last season. It should be seen the same way, but this season feels a lot more disappointing.
0: I definitely agree there. One thing I want to point out about what you just said is the style of play. Last season, when we went into that second leg against PSG, basically more than half the team was out and Sané was less than half the player that he has been this season. And yet we put in a very commendable performance and could have gone through. We missed yeah, some exactly. pretty crucial it, it, chances. With,
1: technically, with this year's rules, we would have gone to extra time.
0: Extra time. Exactly. So it's not so much that the absence of players should completely make your team look pathetic. It That shouldn't really happen. There should still be, yeah, maybe we won't have as many chances or we won't score as many goals, but that style should shine through either way. And that was a component of Flick's Bayern. And I hear the argument that, oh, like Nagelsmann got knocked out in the cup by an inferior opponent, as did Flick. First of all, that Holstein-Kiel game was a complete free game where we lost on penalties. It's not like we lost on regular goals and regular time and all of that. We got hammered by Mönchengladbach. Gladbach. Yeah, we get beaten by Gladbach every single day of the week these days, but not 5-0. That exactly, who game beats the have five mm-hmm.
1: Like I genuinely don't think Bayern Munich could even go up against Man City or even no, Liverpool, absolutely. Real Madrid, who are in the Champions League final this season, and say we yeah. would lose five nil. So that five nil really just stand out. But the thing is that there is another way that the season has been disappointing, and it's something that was pointed out right before the Stuttgart game: is the fact that we didn't really develop any players, like. Jamal Muziala did not play against Stuttgart. He did not start against Mainz. We had, um, let's see, we had Paul Waner. He was supposed to be getting minutes in these last few games, and well, the last two games have gone by. Nothing, nothing doing. And then there's Omar Richards. Basically, no minutes for him either. Joseph Stanisic, no minutes lately. Um, like Makroka, yeah, Makroka. Um, Makroka, I actually forgot about him know <laughs> um, this so. Oh, yeah, I, I, I hear he's wanted by Barcelona, so I hope I hope that transfer goes through because it's quite clear that Julian Nagelsmann has no intention of using Roka, even though it seems that we really want a DM on our team, and Roka seems like he could be a good DM for us. Yeah, but, yeah. So Roka. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't play either. Zabitsa got a chance against Mainz because Thomas Miller was out and he didn't impress and he was subbed off at halftime. And what else? Who am I forgetting? Tangi Nyonzu. Tangi Nyonzu was the only guy who got a chance uh in these last two games. And I think he should have gotten way more chances throughout the season. And people will point out that he makes mistakes, but He's very young. He's, what, 19 years old? And he's in a very demanding position. He is a center back for Bayern Munich. And we know how exposed our center backs can be at times. And he's learning that position at a time when players around him have shown that they are not anywhere near as solid as advertised. Like, Dieter McConnell comes to mind. And We also have to remember, like when Lucas Hernandez, for example, 80 million transfer woke up when it came to our squad, it it took him time to settle in. And I don't understand why the fan base is so against Neonzu getting minutes when it could have been very useful for us to give him 40, 45 minutes uh, here and there and just develop him so that we know where we stand with him whether we should sell him loan him or keep him on because right now i think all of that is in a flux
0: yeah i totally agree um david alaba in his first sort of full season as a bayern player made a crucial error in a game and he was absolutely hammered by van hal this is i think 2010 and i think the rumor was that van hal actually brought him, like made him cry and look at what happened with David Alaba years later. Wow. So yeah, he's you know, in the Champions yeah. League
1: final with Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> we're not there. But also <laughs> there. on that point, um, on Upamecano and Tangi Nianzu, it, this just leads to the fact that the loss of Nicolas Zule will be even bigger because those two need time to develop. And I think in Zule we had something. Very close to, if not the finished product. I always saw Zule as a pretty complete defender. And he's got pace. He's got vision. He's got, he, he's watering with fewer mistakes, if anything. And I think we're going to really, we're really going to regret letting him go, despite whatever happened in the background that we don't know about. Well, the thing
1: is that he's going to Dortmund. He's not even taking a salary higher than what he was offered yeah. by buying Munich. So mm-hmm. like it is, he's quite literally rejecting us. He is not like, it's not like he's going to better pastures. He's literally saying, no, this is because of buying that I'm leaving. And I yeah. generally think he would be still here if the board has shown him a little bit more appreciation and... That is on us. But yeah, I agree about how you see Sula and he did come on for Neonzu against Juttgart and he looked, uh, our defense looked a little bit better, not that much better, mind you. And (laughs) honestly, honestly, I think that if we had, I think that when Lucas Hernandez was bought, I think the long-term plan for the club was to have Hernandez and Sula be our Main center backs and start an era for us. And Mm -hmm. that seems to be down the drain now. Now we have a Mm -hmm. situation where Fernandez is basically untouchable, but he is also a player who has a very specific skill set. Like he cannot build up from the back. He has improved Mm -hmm. his passing by leaps and bounds, but the thing is that he can't control the game from where he is at left center back. And that's something that we need. Mm -hmm. That is why. It looks like Nagelsmann really, really wants a central defender, another central defender. And mm-hmm. it. who is it that we're going to get? Because I have not heard of us being linked to anyone. Matthias Kinter yeah. is off to Freiburg. Um, really Schlatterbeck that. has been confirmed by Dortmund. Sula yeah. is also at Dortmund now. Um like, I don't know, Rudiger is going to Real Madrid, so I don't know if anyone's left. Andres Christensen again to Barcelona. So, basically, Mm -hmm. every single one of our potential targets have already moved. So, I feel like there's something coming up, and we saw in the game against Schuttgart that Uwe can be that guy that we're looking Mm -hmm. for if he does, like, if he does eliminate the mistakes from his game. But, that'll take time and i don't know if we have the patience for it like nagelman has shown no patience for mistakes this season and that is why i'm not sure how these things will work out for us next season these transfers that we're talking about doesn't that actually like honestly segue into our next topic
0: yeah yeah go ahead
1: Okay, so the topic that we had planned next because there's honestly not much to talk about as far as the game is concerned. The topic <laughs> we had planned next is all the transfer rumors that we're hearing now because yeah yeah, the summer transfer window, uh, is opening very soon and it'll close i think it'll close early or will it close to the normal time i don't know but the business needs to be done early this season because mm-hmm. you know we have the world cup coming up and the season restarts in july so we will need to have wow, pre-season early. started like yeah we have to have preseason started halfway through july so yep. like at the latest so given that uh, we need to have all our deals wrapped up very quickly. Mm-hmm. In in that, uh, like talking about that. So we have had a big bombshell dropped on us by Florian Vlettenberg yesterday, which is the fact that Brazo wants to sign Sadio Mane from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be honest with you. I, I want to hear your take, but I think this is pretty implausible. And even if it were to happen, I don't think it's the right decision for buy
0: I am with you on both those points. Number one, yeah, pretty implausible. I, I hate saying this, but I feel like Mane would be taking a slight step down at this point, And he's really beloved at Liverpool. I really do think it's just a ploy to get more money from the club. That's, that's really what's going on. And number two, I don't really think we need more like attacking style wingers, last second striker type players. We, that, that's not where the problem is right now. We, we probably, we need more stability in defensive midfield. We need more stability in defense. Mane is not the guy who's going to fix our problems. And with Nagelsmann, I think for now, in all honesty, it is best to stay away from expensive signing because I am really, really disappointed with what happened with Marcel Savit. So he wasn't really that expensive. But here's a guy who was Nagelsmann's captain, who Nagelsmann knew in and out, and There were rumors. I don't know how much truth there is to them midway through the season that Nagelsmann barely speaks to uh, Sabitzer. And he is I know he's used to being captain. I know he's used to being top dog. And all of a sudden he isn't. But that still does not explain the level of disappointing performances that we have seen from him. He he was supposed to be the third man who could exchange, who could come in for Kimi Goretzka seamlessly It has been so far from it. And I really don't think, I think Nagelsmann has to work with what he has first with a few inexpensive additions rather than get in another expensive addition, have more dressing room issues and have additional problems. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I kind of agree. And the reason for that is, honestly, I don't know if Nagelsmann will last past the first three months of next season, if he continues in the trajectory he's been on. Like, I know that this is a bit of a hot take, but like he is showing the exact same signs that Angelotti and Kovac did in their first season where, (laughs) first of all, you know, severe underperformance throughout the entire season. And then Mm -hmm. near the end, they say, okay, it was disappointing this season, but we are talking about transfers. We'll do this, we'll do that. And next season will be better. And Mm -hmm. whenever a coach says that, I have, Never seen next season get better for us. Okay, yeah. I don't remember Pep ever saying, "Okay, we are going to be looking at transfers and then do better next season." I don't remember him yeah. saying that. And he's the last coach that we never ended up firing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of iffy to me that we are talking about getting big signings in for Nagelsmann, like Sadio Mane, or yeah. um the other guy that we're going to have to talk about today, Conrad Limer, or yeah, Christopher Nkunku, who is another RB Leipzig player. Or Naughty yeah. Mukiele, who is again linked to Bayern. I, like, we have been yeah. linked to pretty much Leipzig's entire squad. And I'm just thinking, yeah. what the hell is going on? Is this something that Brazo will really sign off on? Like just turning Bayern into RB Leipzig? Because that yeah. doesn't make any sense. We already have so many good players. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'll be honest with you, at the start of this season, I mm-hmm. thought we had a very good squad and it's only now that everyone is coming out of the woodwork to say, okay, this is not good enough. This, this player needs to go. We need reinforcements here, there, everywhere. Like, I don't remember all these problems existing at the beginning of the season. It's like they cropped up. You hear Nagelsmann yeah. saying he needs, he needs a better, pl- he needs a player for a more pressing oriented style, better mm-hmm. counter-pressing player. And I'm like, didn't Kimmich and Goretzka, Play in the midfield that want to treble while being in one of the best counter pressing teams in the world. Like, what the hell just what happened? Like, yeah. why isn't it's, that working anymore? Yeah. And yeah. it's all those questions just make me wonder how much buying Munich should back now it's been in the transfer market.
0: I 100% agree. It, it is almost a reminder back to Kovacs, like you mentioned when he said that. A team that can drive a car at um, 100 miles an hour cannot play at 200 miles an hour, or something like that. Yeah, and-
1: that was that was one and- of his best, most iconic <laughs> press conferences.
0: And the following season, that team drove at 400 miles an hour and basically same won season. everything there was to win. The same season, right?
1: That was that was literally like I'll tell you, um, that was he basically had a string of press conferences leading yeah. up to that one frankfurt game where he got sacked basically it was baham where we struggled immensely and back then baham were in what the third tier or second tier and in the cup right yeah Yeah, in the cup yeah Yeah, and kovac Mm -hmm. was a cup monster so us struggling to them and we just got through because thomas Muller, who kovac was not using at all that season came on and saved his ass so Mm -hmm. uh that, I don't uh, think this he, he he, he, yeah. he, That's that's when he said that the squad was not capable of playing the kind of football that Liverpool plays, and Liverpool was relevant at the time because we had been knocked out by them uh, yeah. the season before. So he mm-hmm. said that, and then suddenly Hansi Flick comes in, and we are playing, we are setting the standards for gay and pressing in football, not Liverpool. So yeah. I just think that making squad evaluations while entire team is underperforming under a coach i think it's very dangerous i think that based on that we might have ended up you know imagine if we ended up paying 80 million to keep philip coutinho and sell thomas miller just because we wanted to back niko kovac like imagine if we did that we didn't do that thank god but like imagine that's the kind of thing we're talking about right now and Here's where the problems like keep compounding because you are hearing now that Serge Gnabry he has been given a very good contract offer but he is putting off on signing it because he wants to consider his options. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think a lot of problems are over the horizon for Bayern Munich this coming summer.
0: And with ganabry I think it is worth looking into it deeper because of a couple things. Number one. Gnabry was kind of developed by Nagelsmann. So if anybody has reason to like Nagelsmann and to stay with Nagelsmann, it would be him. Yeah. Furthermore, Bayern sort of rescued Gnabry. Gnabry's career was going nowhere. And then Bayern gave him a chance and he did fantastically well. I mean, yeah, he's up and down. His form is all over the place. But I don't think it is so much about the money anymore. Yeah, players are demanding more money all across the board but also i think it is just about the satisfaction level and the level of appreciation that they're showed by the club nagelsmann consistently criticizing the squad does not help him does not help him in the dressing room does not help his standing in the dressing room and we got to also remember that nagelsmann is very young Players might already have been somewhat skeptical of him coming in. He's younger than Neuer. He's around the same age as Lewandowski and Muller. And senior players who have won basically everything there is to win, sometimes not once, but twice, will not take well to a coach who tells them that they are not good enough. On top of that, he has never managed a traditional Bundesliga club. He comes from clubs where he has the ultimate say, where he can do whatever he wants. It is not the case at Bayern. It will never be the case at Bayern. And that to me shows a little bit of arrogance. Listen, I really like Nagelsmann. I liked that he took over, but I feel like there have been times when he has gone my way or the highway and his arrogance has shown through and it has hurt the team.
1: Yeah, I I have to agree with that. Like, I mean, case in point, the back three and the switch to that weird three four two one I, I don't even know what to call it that formation and yeah, we have reports too. that the reason he wants another center back in addition to sula leaving oh yeah by the way the point that you made about gunabari being developed by Nagelsmann that also applies to sula because sula is yeah. from hoffenheim as well so mm-hmm. yeah they know each other quite well and now sula is leaving too so mm-hmm. the point is that we want to switch to a back three we've been trying desperately all season to do that and it never worked out and then in the end also had to admit defeat and switch back to the back four and i don't think performances really got better i think the performances stayed the same that is being used by people to say that yeah look it's not the formation that's the fault it's the players but i think it's still the tactics that are the problem and that is why Like, I am not in favor of a massive squad refresh or overhaul this summer. I -hmm. still have faith in a lot of these guys. And I don't understand how after a whole host of, you know, new contracts and negotiations and stuff like that, that Bayern Munich can go through with, you know, switching out, like switching out a midfield or switching out wingers, letting wingers leave, doing this, doing that. I, I don't see how that is gonna work because we will have a future after Nagelsmann too. Kimmich's yeah. current excuse me one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing is that um the problem is Nagelsmann if he does not like how should I say um oh my god I, I just lost my train of thought <laughs> it says it says that it says here that the meeting will end in yeah 10 minutes. What the hell? Yeah. Why would it do that?
0: Because we Zoom have only... has changed to 40 minutes now. We yeah, but we've only hour. recorded 25
1: minutes. That's weird.
0: Uh, who knows?
1: Oh, God. Okay, we will have to cut this short then. Okay, so yeah. the thing is that if Navelsman, like if he had proven himself worthy of all, the, all this backing, then I wouldn't have any issue with it. But he mm-hmm. has not shown himself to even be able to use the assets that he's worked with before, as in Gnabry and Sula.
0: Sula.
1: Gnabry has been in poor form all season, and he should have been one of Nagelsmann's go-to guys. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Sula in and out of the squad, even though he seems to be trusted by Nagelsmann. And Mm -hmm. then you have the Sane issue. Sane has, he showed a turnaround, and then he's again back to his usual self. It seemed like the renaissance was short-lived and Mm -hmm. then you have the issue with sabitzer so like there's a question of whether nagelsman really is the guy to unlock the potential of the squad and because of that like do we invest in him or do we look to save our money and just adopt a wait and see approach i think certain transfers like matsrawi and gravenberge low risk good transfers that no matter who comes in who is coaching us they will be important assets for the future so i'm not mm-hmm. against those but it comes yeah. to the expensive transfers like guys like you know Fun. um limer or like mm-hmm. christopher Nkunku or a new center back whether it's like mm-hmm. i don't know who it is but it'll probably be like 30 35 million at least to get a yeah. good center back in this market so those kinds of investments i don't know if we should make them
0: yeah i'm not I'm not in favor of them, too. And I I would also take the wait and see approach because firing Nagelsmann, if Bayern does go down, that route will be expensive. So for now, I would say like what they did with Ancelotti, what they did with Kovach, um, Kizma didn't even make it that long. Just look at the first four months, see how things are going. And if things go poorly, well, we're gonna have to make a change. I feel like Bayern hastily trusted Nagelsmann. I do not understand why we gave Nagelsmann a five-year contract. I'll be, Two might have been too short, but three would have been sufficient.
1: I'll I'll play devil's advocate in this case because mm-hmm. personally, I thought Nagelsmann was the guy. Okay, I thought Nagelsmann yeah. was the guy to come in and like continue Flick's legacy and. Honestly, I don't think I would have chosen anyone else to take over after fleck. And right. I feel I feel like that is uh in hindsight, it seems like the wrong I had the wrong opinion. It still remains to be proven if like if my earlier opinion was right or if what I think now is right. But like yeah. I, I just don't know how it's gone this wrong for now. When he was coming in, it seemed like he had everything right. Like, if he wasn't mm-hmm. going to change much. And mm-hmm. he said he did make those noises about the back three, but he said he's not going to change mm-hmm. much. And we believed him. And the initial performances were very, very, uh, very good, yeah. actually. But mm-hmm. we've seen that pattern before. Both Kovacs and Angelotti, they started off really well. And mm-hmm. it turned out that they were just riding on the coattails of their predecessor who were mm-hmm. much better coaches than them. So it turns out that it's a lot yeah. of, like you need to at least evaluate these over at least an entire season before you can figure out. And knowledge an evaluation, performance evaluation is not that good.
0: Yeah. And to me, it's just that one game that I'll go back to. In December, we played Groucher Fort. We won 3-1. That was the first game I, I can recall where we used an out and out back three. We were pretty bad. And that was sort of the start of the downfall for me.
1: Okay. I think for me, the start of the downfall, what what was it? I don't, I can't actually pinpoint it because it just feels like the performances got just slightly worse every single game. (laughs) Every game was just like 5% worse than the last one. And then suddenly we just significantly worse. And you're like, excuse me, how how did this happen? But then you look at the patterns that were developing and like you and I, we did like sit down in these podcasts and say, okay, there, these are not great signs, but let's see what he can do. And we decided to give him the benefit of the doubt. And now yeah. it looks like he is at the end of his rope. Like it does not seem like he can, like at least with this current iteration of the squad, it seems that Nagelsmann has reached his limit. No more performances will be found, which is why yeah. all these transfers are being mentioned. Like all these transfer mm-hmm. rumors are being mentioned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so exactly. before we wrap up, I want to ask you, Samran, Mm -hmm. um is there out of all the transfers that we've been linked to and we haven't been linked to is there any Mm -hmm. particular person that like stands out to you? any particular player that stands out to you is someone must get and could really elevate our game
0: i really don't think so i really think we have a good squad in place i think at least we have a first 11 to 13 14 down that we could do well with one guy maybe i would put out there is david round because he can play in um, defensive mid and i think he can play play as a center back too so or i think I a didn't left know back. That. not not a center back one i think it's a left back yeah but left back, left back yeah not center back but round can fulfill a few roles and that's one guy that i would keep an eye out for but other than that not really i believe in the squad i the squad made it far last season made it far the season before with a few exceptions like coming in and going out and right now i think we were best the best thing we can do is focus on who we have and develop these guys moving
1: yeah okay that's fair for me i think that a player that could really take us to the next level next season regardless mm-hmm. of who coaches us, whether it's Nagelsmann or someone else, maybe you Pankas will come back when he's 78. But um, <laughs> the thing is that I, I, I've been spending all season complaining about Pavard and now mm-hmm. we're finally getting a right back to replace him. So yes. I'm happy that we are buying Nusair Matrawi and I don't mm-hmm. care about the fact that we are paying eight million a year to him because we really needed a new right back, someone offensive right back. Yeah, and whenever I watch Liverpool how many chances to Trent Alexander-Arnold create yeah. from his side? And mm-hmm. because of that, I want that at Bayern. And I think Madraui, he can provide that. I don't care mm-hmm. how he is defensively. I just want him to provide something in attack. And I want Nagelsmann to use him to his fullest potential. That's going to be important.
0: Yeah, and Pavak can move into the center. He makes a fairly good center back.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So... Yep. Um, I guess because Zoom is not going to let us record for much <laughs> longer because it looks like they have a new mm-hmm. time limit on their recorded meetings, which I was not aware of when starting this. Um, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up. So yep. one thing I need to, if you've listened to us this far, I need to make an announcement. Bavarian Podcast folks, we will be hiring new podcasters for the coming season. And that hiring process is going to start right after the Wolfsburg game, right after the season ends, we are going to have a post up where we share details on how you can make a submission to us with a sample of you talking about something about Bayern Munich. But this is for you guys who are listening to us regularly. You guys get the first dibs on this announcement. And I hope some of you will send something in to us that we can listen to. And I hope to work with some of you in the future where we talk about fine munich and nagelsman and it doesn't matter if you disagree with us in fact if you disagree with us please It'd make better. sure you say that in your submissions i hope to hear them so Samrin, do you have anything to add to that no
0: nope, that's it i just want to say that it's great fun so we would love it if some of you send in your submissions and maybe join us for the next season and with that i think we're just going to wrap up it's been I Need No Name. It's been Samrin. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Bavarian Podcast Works. You can find Chuck at The Barrel Block. You can find Tom at Tommy Adams 71 And by now, you know the drill. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. And good night. Good night.